Nerd, 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 nerd rage 9000 show. Nerd rage 9000 show. Nerd, 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 nerd rage 9000 show. Alright, what up everybody? This is episode, I think, four, five of the podcast. Uh, today we got Dawson here, aka Dick Tokens from the UK again. As and yeah, what's up, Dawson? Not much, man. Thanks for having me back, bro. It's uh, it's good to see you, man. Yeah, um, dude, it's uh, good to see you too. I'm actually not in the UK anymore now. I'm in uh, mainland Europe. I'm in Poland, of all places. Uh, I'm out here coaching more football and uh, just. Quite a change, change of pace, change of scenery, everything. Well, it goes to show how much I know about demographics and where shit is on the map. <laughs> All good, dude. Um, yeah, the biggest, the crazy thing going straight to Magic was doing the pre-release at the new game shop. Oh yeah. So like, I'm just fortunate that Europe is much more educated and everybody can speak English. How did your so, uh, pre-release go? That's the real question. So I want to say there were like 42 signed up and it finished with like 39. I got 21st nice. out of that. So I was happy because the first two games went absolutely horrible. The first two rounds, I got slam dominated by a guy that made the top eight first, oh, first yeah, round. Nice, nice. I got to love it when that happens. Yeah, I played my first one on Friday. Okay, how'd it go? Nah, not good. I no. went one and one, and the only reason I even went one and one is because I had a first round bye. Okay, but that then I sucks. had to play the judge the second round. Okay, did he like rules for you the whole time? <laughs> no, thankfully, like it's the card shop that we regular at, and uh, okay. He he helped me out more than anything, but no, it just it's it 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 sucked honestly mainly because I had a really bad headache and I wanted to stay longer and I just I couldn't because my headache got too bad, and I wanted to try another round and now I'm stuck in a rock in a hard place if and I'm like should I take apart the deck since it's my first ever you know pre pre release deck I ever built or you know do I Keep it. Shit apart. You need to you need to cannibalize them cards. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I mean, to be honest with you, my pre-release my pre-release kit wasn't that good. I didn't get that's, any good shit. That's my truth, man. All pre-release kits are not built the same, dude. Yeah. And like, there was a guy in his. He had two called rings. Oh, for real? Like so, like I mean, I don't know if you up on that card but it's just every turn you're just getting the t- ring tempts you uh, right yeah the ring tempts you you go up levels by the time you're at the fourth level of the card it's paying you back with the life because you're you're taking it threefold from your from your opponent you know i mean right. it's just so he had it every one of the guys i played had it every game and it was just, and in like one of them, like I think two of the games he turned two to down on me. 
what did you think about this set? And what do you think about the whole ring Timsu thing? Uh, I think it was a fun mechanic, but I think it's a bit like delving into the dungeon, man. It'll it'll be few and far between that people are gonna go deep in the pocket on the ring. Um, it'll be it'll be fun in like kitchen top casual, but if you're like trying to make a deck to win, no, I don't think it makes a cut. Okay, that's fair. I kind of feel the same way. It was definitely fun for pre-release, but it was not. I don't know. I I would actually use it. I think a lot in the decks that I have. I think it's pretty cool, honestly. The the whole abilities that you get, like the third ability, especially like whenever somebody blocks with that. So like essentially, if somebody blocked with like five creatures and only one of them would die, every single one of them has to die now. I'm pretty sure, unless I don't remember it correctly. I, I can have the text in front of me. But, yeah, it was cool. I think the biggest thing about being a, doing a new store is you don't know how people are going to play, you know? And so, uh, first going, it was a five-rounder because there were so many in. Oh, So, damn. like, yeah, so, like, first two rounds losing like that, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm about to, like, have a horrible day. And then, at that point, I was on, like, almost the last table, you know, like, bottom seat table, and I just crushed this kid, but I felt bad because he was new, so I was trying to help him play as we were going, because, you know, you don't want to stick. You know, you, you're going to win, I'm going to win, but also there's no need to just ram it down your throat, you know, help you with your sideboard a bit, and make help you cut a little bit of the fat on your deck, you know, shit like that. But yeah, it, it was... It was definitely a learning curve for me, going back to, like, the whole standard essential thing, where you can have, like, four cards, you can have this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then it was really weird for me, too, to do the whole, like, 40-card deck thing. I thought that was pretty, like, it's chill, but at the same time, I'm like, where the fuck's the rest of my deck? I use it, like, as a guideline, man. I think mine had 51 at the end of it. Right. So, like, I use it as a guideline. I don't stick strict to that. I mean, that's probably why I went 21st place, but, you know, it was... Yeah, no, I <laughs> fucked up. I chose to build a red-white deck, and then I overlooked. I had that, I have that Aragon. I had, I pulled, like, every single Aragon except, like, the three-color one. So I guess, like, the two-color and then the four-color. But uh, the, I have that two-color, the white and green one. And it's whenever you choose a different ring bearer, you put like a counter on what on like Aragon, and I didn't use it, dude. And then I the next day I was looking at that card and I was like, why the fuck did I not use this card? Because it's so good. You can give it death touch, then you can give it vigilance, then you can give it life link, and then eventually it just has everything. Yeah, I I I went a little different, man. Um, I. I went in, I had read up a lot on it, and I wanted to do, you know, Rakdos, a mass kind of aggro, right? And it just didn't work. My, my, like we said, all kits aren't built the same. My kit just didn't have the cards for it. Yeah. I'm looking through and I'm like, I can't force this. There's not enough creatures to keep myself af afloat if somebody builds a typical aggro deck. So I had to go Orzhov, um... And it ended up working really good because I had like a lot of spirit synergy, but it didn't really kick in. Like I said, till the last three rounds of the turn, and by then I was already too low to bring it back. 
but I don't, I don't, I don't feel I had any cards I regretted not using. Like, like you're saying with the air gun, I felt, um, I, I felt I built nearly as good as I could have with the seven god. Yeah, I guess that's fair. That's very fair. What, what did you get for your promo, like full art card? Uh, the the I guess the Bilbo retired uh, robber or retired thief or whatever the card is retired burglar. Okay, okay. That one. Yeah, and then I ended up because uh, I told you I think I told you last time the main card I wanted from this set was Mount Doom. So I yeah, I saw that you got up. that. Yeah, dude, I got a promo one of those. I'm so that's so stoked on that. That was an early birthday yeah, present. I, Speaking yeah, of which, man. it's your oh. birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Dawson. Happy birthday to you. I appreciate it, man. Uh, my biggest, my biggest uh, joy was hanging with the family, but after that um, was the mail day. So I don't know if I think I think it's unhinged or one of the unsets. They did a, a thing called City of Ass. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was unhinged. It was like the first unset. I'm pretty sure because they oh, I, did smart I, ass, then dumb ass, then City of Ass, and then they did uh, dumb ass. Yeah, and so I I ordered that because John Avon, the artist for that, is going to be at Barcelona, and it showed up in the mail today. So I'm just super stoked on that. We'll get oh, my nice. city sign. Hopefully, I don't know. <laughs> He's got a wand to sign it, you know. What uh, when's that again? The so it's the 28th to the 30th of July in Barcelona, um, and I'm kind of it's my big kind of push to kind of get the word for the dick tokens out um speaking of so like you had me on what was that episode three um from telling eugenia's story about uh making all the art through the war in ukraine somebody heard your podcast and reached out and donated some money to her man so big thanks to your listeners first off oh dude, that's honestly so cool (laughs) thanks to you listeners that is so like, fucking cool to hear, dude. I, you know, because, like, I mean, I do what I can for it, but obviously, you know, I'm just wanting to do the family. And so, like, he was like, look, I, you know, I don't want to just be, like, you know, pure charity because, you know, who knows who was prize how. And, you know, he was like, I want to commission a card. And so he gave, got her some money, commissioned a card, and I want to make sure that any money that goes from that card being sold goes straight to her so like i'll t- besides obviously the cost back on printing them i won't take any profit on those cards so that'll all be her um so yeah dude it's already like you know listeners have come through on that and it's oh, huge so, so cool back to the original point barcelona it's also to get word out for her so i've come up with a with an idea i'm gonna print a bunch of blank tokens and I'm gonna bring them down there and try to get magic hoo-hoos and notables to like draw the dick tokens on these blank <laughs> tokens. If they'll draw me some dicks. Even just the normal people, regular folks wanna draw me some dicks. And then I'm gonna bring them back and I'm gonna to try to auction every one of them off for her. Oh, dude, that would be sweet. So like, I mean, obviously there might be like one in there, I'm like, okay keep this one you know it's like right, right. but but 
the idea will be to try to raise awareness of her art, get her art out there, and try to get her some extra cash, man. So it's a uh, it's part of my push, obviously, and then also my primary mission is to get the word out about the big tokens down there. So we'll see how it goes, and then obviously play shit ton magic. So I've been building decks for that. Well, speaking of which, just so everybody knows, if they've ever been curious about add, uh, not adding, but buying the dick tokens at dicktokens.com, by the way, www.dicktokens.com, go get you some. Super worth it. Very good quality. Uh, Dawson was uh, nice enough to send me some. I've already used them. My friends all want them. They all think they're the coolest cards ever. Greatest gag gift ever for Magic fans if you need some. Go to www.dicktokens.com. Get you some. Totally worth the money. I promise you, you'll be impressed and you'll love them. And if you want to do more than just play Magic with them, I do have rules for a drinking game up on uh, the site, on the blog. The only thing I would say is drink responsibly. If you drown in your own vomit, don't fucking try to sue me. (laughs) I didn't know there was a drinking game, dude. I'm going to have to check that yeah, out. What's yeah. the drinking game like? What do you do with it? So basically, you just play one deck in the center, and you're drawing dick tokens, trying to collect 10 different creatures. Ten, okay. Well, 10 total creatures. But yeah, the things have like steel creatures, berry creatures, etc. along the way. So it makes it complicated to kind of get to 10. Okay, no, that sounds, it kind of sounds like Exploding Kittens. You ever played the game? I, oh, I, I, I haven't. It just came to me, and I, I haven't really seen or heard of another game like it. Okay. And I'm not, it's not trying to sell. It's just something I've done on the side. So you have a dual use for your dick tokens. Also, like, if you play, some people play the hidden identity games like Vampire or Werewolf. You could use, I have Vampires and Werewolves, so you could use them for that as well. Um, but... That's also why the power and toughness aren't on all the tokens. Right. Yeah, there's a, uh, there's a what? There's a fucking dragon. There's a werewolf, a vampire, which I used the werewolf. I used the vampire. No, not the, I used the werewolf. I used the zombie. I used used the dragon. I've used, I've let my friends use some of them. The. Definitely use the treasure chest. Oh yeah, dude, the treasure chest. I don't even want to tell people what it is. That's the one that I want you to keep secret and you never tell anybody. And you just tell them, go oh, look up oh. the treasure token. <laughs> the treasure token is phenomenal. It's 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 probably my favorite. I have it on the back of the But people look at me really fucking weird when I wear that down the street. Dude, I want that so bad, dude. I want that. I want the fucking treasure token. Like, no joke. We've all thought about... Uh, Getting a play mat with that on it. I have a play mat of the world map. Oh, do you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dictopia world map. Um, I, I, I want to get one of the treasure token. But I think next for printing like personal stuff is probably sleeves with the world map. That, that's fair. I mean, yeah, that's fair. We, we, uh... We were just we oh oh and I guess I should say the text on them too, oh my god, bro! The text on them makes the cards the flavor text. I'm telling you, muy bien. Well, that's that's kind of the thing, man. I mean, it's like 
I don't know how to say it, man. I think crude humor has its place and like it writes itself. You know, like it's too easy. Like it's 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 slow <laughs> scutter jokes, but it's funny and it's fun. And you know, if it's just you and your friends around the kitchen table, have a laugh, you know. Well, there's that one that says like my I or my ex gave me crabs or what? What the fuck is it? I can't remember. Something about crabs, bro, and that shit had me dead. I I don't know which one that is. It's, not it's the it's the pirate one. It's I can't remember what it was. Oh but yeah, no. pirate one is uh, he died how he lived, uh, drunk and surrounded by semen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my that's what it is. That's my favorite one. That's just so fucking funny. Yeah, I had to fight to get my cards, man. The uh. Male person, since it was, like, from the UK, I had to sign for him for some reason. I didn't know that was a thing. And uh, the the male guy came and knocked on my door and literally stood there for, like, two seconds. And I was, no joke, taking a shit while he was there. So, you know, I had to go get everything done real quick. And I went to the door. And then there goes the fucking note. Woo! Fucking falls at my feet. So I go to the uh, post office the next day. Dude, it took them like 10 minutes to find the package. I was like, what is going on, bro? It takes a minute from here, from Europe to get there, but they get, we've only had two orders not turn up where they were supposed to. And one of them, they just just got eaten by the mail. And one of them, uh, the guy didn't pick it up. And I was able to show him that it was returned to sender, not, not collected. So. Our track record's pretty good getting stuff there. It's all up to the post, though, obviously. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that to rip on you, and I, I know you know that. Oh, oh. I'm just, I'm just adding that in because it, it is a thing. Like, oh, how long is it going to take from Europe? So, like, they do get there. It just takes a minute. It, it, Honestly, I was pretty paid. shocked with how fast it. It was only like two weeks or something. It can take up to a month, dude. I've had people waiting almost five weeks for cards. Jeez. So, it, you know, you just got to be patient. They'll get there. Yeah, no, 100%. But you know how it is. Everything, everybody wants everything. So, like, bo 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 bam, 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 bam. So fast every nowadays. <laughs> Definitely off through Amazon. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think they're going to be offering me, hey, let's sling your dicks on the Amazon site anytime soon. You know, I mean, hey, I don't know if you've been on Amazon lately, but they have, like, their whole sex shop, like, section now. If you type in sex shop, it will take you to, like, a whole different Amazon, essentially, of just, like, sex shops that they have on Amazon, so you never know. The thing I've been looking at mostly lately on Amazon, speaking of Amazon, is the price creep on Commander Masters. <laughs> I just haven't even looked. So I'm, I'm I'm with my entry to MagicCon Barcelona. I'm getting three uh, collectors boosters from Commander Masters. Um, but I won't. I probably won't buy anything else other from that set, other than maybe a precon and some singles. I just it's just too fucking expensive, man. Well, fuck, at that rate, you might as well sell one and then get you something else that you want. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just so much. I mean, I, 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 don't know, I don't know which one I'm going to get. I'm waiting to see the deck lists for either the Slivers pre-con or the Eldrazi pre-con. 
I would uh, personally, I would go slivers. I've heard the sliver deck is supposed to be. Well, I've also, I guess, let me be honest. I've heard the decks are supposed to be like super powerful this time around because they're supposed to be up to date with more of like the standard player of cards. Because, you know, I guess like standard, like casual commander nowadays, they're saying the power level is like six to seven, five to six. And so, like, uh, I would say that the Eldrazi's are probably going to be fucking insane. I mean, it's going to, you know, Eldrazi's are insane. Especially if they brought back Annihilator. Like, God, I that's my least favorite command. command. I love Annihilator. Yeah. Choose the blows up. It's some Thanos shit right there. I mean, that's all fair. About. That's fair. But no, that's personally my least favorite ability in all of Magic. And, uh, but, I mean, I guess you're right. We'll just have to wait and see. But from what I've heard, they're all supposed to be super good. And that's why they're also, like, $70 this time around. That's so much money. I, I it, it, It's one of them things where, like, you just... Do I need to, should I sell some cards first to justify it? You know, because it's like sitting there and looking at like what I mean, a, a, a box of cards like that's way too much, man. I mean, I don't have the price in front of me, but I, I, I just don't understand. It feels like Magic 30 light, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's just way. I don't want to talk about it, but I guess I will. I just had to sell $800 worth of my Magic cards to help pay for rent. Oh, my. Well, that, that's like that's like what I was talking about last time when I had to sell my two Commander decks to get by in South America. It's just life comes first, man. No, I but mean, <laughs> thankfully the people that I sold them to, one of them was my buddy, and then the other person was just some random guy that hit me up on like the Magic the Gathering Facebook group. And he bought them for me and he told me that in a year I can either buy them back from him or he's going to keep them. So I was like, that's super cool. That's not that's not a bad deal. I mean, it gives you time as well. But I, I, I totally res- respect the fact that like just life comes first, dude. And you got to do what you got to do. You know, I mean, I, you better leave three kids in the house. And tomorrow I needed some food or some magic cards out the fucking window. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's, yeah, I love this game. I love the community. But worse come push comes to shove, I can go buy a twenty five dollar budget deck and still sit around the kitchen table with my LGS boys and still have a great time. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, a hundred percent. Especially with like a, you know, budget decks being fucking. What's honestly like uncommons and commons being so powerful nowadays? Budget decks can honestly be more powerful than a fucking thousand dollar deck it's crazy to say but like you you can see it yeah i think i think one of the the, the chase of the of the op, like optimized decks is all of the like land and the, the like land consistency and all the kind of ramp that's just so fucking expensive dude when you start getting into those dual lands um so i've, I've looked it up and the price right now on amazon us for a set box 24 packs 360 magic cards is 476 dollars Jeez. i mean like come on you know hey i I mean mean, the lord of the Rings set is literally the same price basically though 
And I mean, not that I'm shocked about that or anything, but it's just it I, sucks. I mean, cardboard man, and it's it is random. I don't know, man. I, I can I can see why when you when you start looking on YouTube and you start watching like the professor, Puzzle Kenobi, all those other all the talking heads of magic. Yeah, right. they're all just like singles is the game. Yeah, I mean. I'm gonna pay you eight dollars, and I know I'm gonna get a dank card that's gonna sit well in my deck, especially because I'm playing commander, and it's gonna it's gonna keep on playing for me. It's not gonna run out like standard. They could extend standard even longer if they wanted to. It's still, I don't think it's still gonna revitalize the format. No, and I agree. I totally agree with you on there. But yeah, no, it uh. It, it's interesting how expensive Magic has got. And I feel like Baldur's Gate was kind of like our like entrance to like, hey, Magic's kind of going up in price. Just just know that. Because like, if, like, if you look at the prices on Baldur's Gate, so draft packs that you can get at Target are like $12.99, and uh, they come with three packs. Well, when Baldur's Gate dropped, a draft pack went up to $23. That's a 100% increase on price. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, they were increasing some of their products by 100%. And that's when I was kind of like, okay, this is fucked up. But then Double Masters came out. $18 for a pack of Double Masters. Three, it was what, 500 almost $500 for four packs? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's definitely been coming, but like... At the same time, it's just it's it's just dumb. Like I I don't understand how we got here. I I, I agree. I don't know how well it, it happened, but I I don't know whether it's greed. I don't know what it is, but I just know, especially from printing my own cards at this point, cardboard doesn't fucking cost that much. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and now, 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 do they have overhead and people to answer to? Sure. And I don't know what a corporate environment's like because I've never sat in one. So I don't know how you're supposed to regulate that. But I don't think you can turn around and justify, like, here's this small ass case of cardboard and I'd like 500 of your dollars, please. Well, like, like... it's just tone deaf to, to the current climate that most people live in. Well, no, and I totally agree. And, like, the back to, like, the dual lands that you were talking about, those old-school dual lands suck still, bro. They don't even tap for both colors. They only tap for one color. They either tap for red or green. You know what I mean? So why not just get a fucking shock land that's 40 bucks instead of paying $500 to have that retro card? Sack two life. It comes in on tap. It does the exact same thing. Yeah, I, I mean, it's why I've, I've made... I've, I've made my own proxies for for my dual land. I want I won't sell it because obviously I don't want to shit on anybody's IP. But but I have made one. I'll send you one. Okay, hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're, they're, it's pretty cool. I have the art up for free. Uh, if you want to print your own art's up on the website, but I'll send you one. I printed some. To be honest with you, whenever I do proxies, I just make them on Card King or Card Knight or whatever. There's that website where you can make them because you can do it on your phone. I don't ever use my laptop unless it's literally for podcast purposes. Just because, like, I need a phone and a podcast because I record on my phone 
and then I talk to people on my laptop. But uh, then I go to printingproxies.com. They should sponsor me, by the way. I doubt they'll ever hear this, but I should hit them up on Discord. I have them. And uh, it's like $2, $3. It's $2 for proxies. And then you just throw your artwork that you made or whatever you want on there. And uh, you can print proxies on there. So, like, I'm, I'm agreeing with you all at the same time, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Cardboard's cheap as shit. And... So, yeah, that's, like... I mean, I do I do get that the rarity of cards in that sort of singles market is is has its own point where it's healthy. Like, I get that. I get that that drives value in the game, and it gets a bit of the chase, and it's... It's the whole atmosphere we're, we're enthralled by at a certain element. Like, I get that. But fuck's sake, $500 for some... I mean, I'm upset it three times now. It's just, it just doesn't... I just can't. I can't. It doesn't make sense. Well, there's the soul rings, the, the serialized ones that are... There's only 300 made or 200 made or 9K right now. And then the unserialized soul rings that are in like the Elvish language are like at five hundred dollars too. And it's what are you gonna do with it? Well, that's the question. Like, you, you think you can invest in your kid's college fund with that? Like, you're not. Like, what are you gonna do with it? Set well, it there and like, that's pretty thing. Like, if I pulled one of those, it's going tomorrow. Like, there's no way. Well, and that's what I'm saying too, dude. Like, you you gotta. I mean, like, I'm just not, I guess, I guess at the same time, though, I'm just not an investment collector. But at the same time, with all these sets that are coming out, uh, the prices just drop so quick. Like, what's the point of saving anything? Like, for instance, going back to um, uh, uh, Pyrexia, all will be one, or Phyrexia, however the fuck you actually say it. Somebody tell me how to actually say that word. I have no idea. But, um... Dude, I pulled the uh, step and complete foil of the attraction in that set, and when I pulled it, it was a two hundred dollar card. It is literally a fifty dollar card now. Okay. So it's just yeah. like, you know. Well, I think all the cards getting hit with the ban hammers sucks if they were valuable. You know, you buy a you buy a play set of something in standard, and then they say, "Okay, hey, cool, it's banned now." So what? You're sitting on like. <laughs> Hundred dollars of the cardboard you can't do shit with now. Yeah, no. It uh, it's definitely interesting to see like what is staying up to price too, and then like, and then like, and then just like I don't know, dude. Two million, like you said, like I'm not gonna take anything less than two million. And I remember even saying, I know I may sound dumb saying this. Well, look at you, bro. You're not dumb after all. In fact, you oh, were spot fucking on. I think you could, but now I now I think you could go higher. I mean, I think you could honestly. Like, it's a bit of like holding people for ransom. Like, if you actually pulled it, you could be like, "Well, this is what I want for it." I mean, and I think within reason. I think he might even be able to creep them up another million or two. Man, people going oh, 10 million, I think that's quite a jump from. Two million dollars, but again, like I said in the last podcast, this is a guy who's never had two million dollars telling you what the cards worth. Well, I, I just, mean, if I there's think... only one in the world, I mean, people are gonna just you know pay whatever the fuck for it. So it's just one of those things. But Pleasant Kenobi had a really good video about it. He was like, "So how do you plan on facilitating this sale? 
like, hey, just drive up to my house where there's this $2 million card, or you're going to have an auction house where they've got to take a cut, or you're going to go through somebody else who's got to, you know, you're going to take that to airport security and possibly get it bungled. Like, it's just, just too many what-ifs. But Well, apparently the dude that offered the $2 million has also offered to fly them out with security and everything. From what I've heard, like, obviously, I don't know if that's true or not, but... but like, are you my security? Like, you almost have my armed homeboys to bring you over with this card. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and that's fair, too. I don't know. It, it's interesting, to say the least, for sure. Honestly, at this point, I hope whoever pulls it holds it hostage for the next year and a half, two years, three years. But then at the same time, I hope it just gets pulled, because then it gets pulled, and then, you know, everything drops in price. So it's just we'll see. I have bought my one lotto ticket though. It's in it's in England. It'll be coming sometime mid July. So we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't get pulled before then. Maybe I'll it'll have my Charlie Bucket moment. <laughs> How many collectors packs have you bought? I've only bought two. None. None. I I haven't. I instead for my birthday today. Um, I got a collector's Baldur's Gate and a collector's Dominaria. Uh, uh, was it remastered or? I yeah, yeah, remastered, and then they had United. So I got those two. Yeah, yeah. Today, which is nice. Um, so I didn't pull anything if unreal in there. I got a gamble, which is fun. I was one of them. Nice. So it's a small card, but it's it's fun. It's gonna definitely go in. Uh, the uh, Zergo deck. <laughs> yeah, no, the uh, really the only card I really needed from Boulder's Gate were all those dragons. The Copper Dragon, the okay. Silver Dragon, and all them. Because I have that Ur Dragon deck. So I run Copper Dragon, Old Gnawbone, uh, the White Dragon. I can't remember what the White Dragon's name was. Um, the Ancient Gold. Yeah, yeah, the gold, the ancient gold dragon or whatever. Fairy dragons when it when it's or something like that. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. And then you make the blue tokens. When it, yeah, so then I have that. But then I pulled that bats card. You know the whatever the reliquor. I can't fucking. I don't know what the bats name is off the Lord of the Rings set. Whenever you Markwood. create a token. Say yeah. that one time. Markwood. Yeah, Mirkwood bats. So whenever you uh, create them, so like I'm like sitting here like I gotta just slide that into fucking this deck somewhere. You know what I mean? Because I'm just creating yeah. tokens there. So it's not bad. I've already I've, it's already been slotted into my taste of deck. Oh nice. So yeah, I got a foil of them. I'm oh. pretty stoked on. Oh, for I had two. My my Orzhov deck the previous it came at the end. <clears throat> yeah, it would. I mean, I guess I didn't even think about playing that with like food tokens, because you create it's so many that. food tokens really? with those fucking hobbits. God damn it! I was creating tons of spirit tokens because I had the oh god, I'm, I'm gonna bung. I don't know the name of it. The sword, uh, the Aragon's holding, and the one, the one artifact that creates spirits. Um, tapped, tapped, and attacking if it's legendary. And then I had the King of the Oathbreakers in there as well. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. So those two cards together had some really nice synergy for me in some games. But, you know, 
again, it's it's quite low power synergy because it's previous it's, it's sealed, you know. So right, yeah. I had the uh, I pulled that sting dagger or whatever that gives okay. the creature one one, then untap it every uh, combat phase, and then if it was a goblin or something else that you blocked, you create like a food token or something. I can't remember right off the bat. That was my promo card, which was super cool. But I was thinking about putting that on a mob boss, and then what you'll do is when you tap it, you know, on your next combat, instead of it being tapped, it will be untapped. And, you know, of course, if it doesn't have vigilance or something. And then you block with it, and then as you're blocking with it, you tap it, so then the attack doesn't go through. It just deflects, essentially, because that's how magic works. I don't know why. But then instead of that, instead of your attack or whatever... Then you create forty fucking right. goblins. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've always uh, thought that like the goblin and zombie kind of horde, the horde decks were fun. I had a zombie one for a little while, but I stopped. Uh, I I can't get into for whatever reason. I can't get into the goblin motif mindset in Magic, but the zombie one I'm all about. <laughs> Yeah, I have my Grimborn deck that I'm building right now, and it's almost done. And then I have a combo in there where you put uh, Grave Crawler in your deck. You just have to have enough devotion to blue and black out on the same time. And then you, I can't, dude, I gotta remember the name of this card. And then it's, it's, it's just something to untap, basically, to untap an artifact. And then what you do is you untack uh, Next Lotus, and then you'll tap that for devotion of whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then you just cast Gravecrawler over and over and over and over and over again. And then you just power up Grim to like a bajillion, give him trample, and then you just stomp people. Okay. I believe I've seen something similar in the kitchen table in England, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I've, I've seen some similar. I've seen a lot with Will Help and the Grave Crawlers out in and out of the bin shenanigans. Um, but that's a card exile. that's like oh, way OP. Cards. Like cards like Minimus Containment, stuff like that. Right. They always they always do a good job with those kind of characters. You know, that need to pop in and pop out. Yeah. And you need them to not be able to do anything. <clears throat> Yeah, no, there's definitely downfalls to the deck, but it, uh... Well, it's just kind of like how people were freaking out about that Merkwood Bat, so, like, most cards can be dealt with. And, like, the meme I posted today, if you're the one person at the table popping off and about to kill everybody with some, like, million, million trample, hopefully the rest of the table can gang up and figure something out and stop it. <laughs> well, if there's somebody with a million, million trample at your table, you're not playing Magic, right? Especially Commander. I hate to break it to you. Right. You let them get way too far ahead. Yeah. And that I think that's kind of the hard part with the commander format is, like, being able to put a stop to people so quickly. Like, I definitely need to build decks more, like, uh, that are, like, a lot quicker than, like, slower. And that's something that I'm learning a lot about my decks. Yeah, I... I... I have kind of a range, so I have decks so like, we're just going to sit here and chat and play and not really kill each other. And then I have the, okay, like, turn seven, somebody, like, needs to be a clear winner. Right, right. It's not, not quite CEDH, because I can't, like, win in turn one. Um, 
not even remotely close. But it's definitely like you know, like a really strong eight. What and you said when you well, how long have you been playing Commander again? Commander not that long. I made my first Commander deck in like 2012, but I took a deep break until like five year break. I think after that, so like maybe off and on it was off and on for like four years and then pretty solid the past two years right on okay yeah for sure yeah i really just started playing uh like a year and a half ago so yeah i'm right i'm in the same boat with you i'm in the same boat yeah i i always played like we i guess it was standard when i was a kid but like i said last time it was just such a different mindset i mean it was like you just shitted on people like, yeah. You know? <laughs> but and even these, even in this pre-release, like even here, I can feel it. Like there was kind of like etiquette, like try not to, you know, you obviously try to win, but try not to shit on them too hard while you do it. It's like, well, but that's half the not half the fun, but that's like half the security in winning is you have to just. Yeah, you want them to be negative five hundred life, not negative two life. Damn it. Yeah, if they leave their chin open, you better knock them out, you know? It's just, I don't know. I think the issue with, like, I don't know, I guess, like, yeah, no, I get that. I get that. I'm the same way. I'm a tough player. I, I attack as soon as possible. You know, unless there's nothing, if unless it's my only creature I have in my hand, 5-2, you know, you better bet that creature's dying because I have the second one that I can attack somebody with, you know? Well, I, I, I had a, I had a guy I could tell in a kitchen table game right before I it was like saying goodbye to the the close friends in England before we moved out here, and I'd already done seven commander damage to him with Zergo, so I only needed to hit him, you know, for for thirteen more to take him out, and I could see him contemplating, and he was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna attack you this turn. Your board stays kind of out." I'm like, "Dude, if you don't kill me this turn, you're dead with commander damage on my next turn." <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, wait, you, you, but I'm not gonna be. He's like, well, don't attack me then. I was like, no, like, you don't kill me right now. You're fucking dead. So I think there's, there's just a point where you, you kind of have to bring back a bit of the cutthroat, but still make it fun to, I don't it's your personal fun in this game. No, no, no. Yeah. And I totally agree. I mean, especially when the games take like four or five hours and you're just like fucking oh. me, dude. Just kill, uh, like one thing, like uh, I have. There's a certain player in our play group, Ethan, and Ethan likes to just play out the game as long as possible. And he'll be like, "Yeah, let me just make forty tokens. Then instead of attacking you with nothing on your battlefield, I'll make eighty more tokens the next turn." It's like, "Fuck you, dude! Just kill me." You know what I mean? Like, right. don't fucking sit here and keep doing this shit. Just kill me while you can. I, I mean, I, I guess there's a point where, like, you want to say, like, I get it, you're clever, also I get it, your deck does cool shit, but let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and not, not even in a rude way, because, like, dude, like, I got shit to do today, I was hoping to get two games in, what the fuck are you doing? Well, no, you know? well, yeah, and especially when you're arguing with fucking everything that everybody has to say. Uh, but, I, uh... I, get more annoyed at people who take like the 25 minute turn and don't do anything oh dude oh yeah I, and you know what you know what's funny? so now that i play arena more at first i was kind of like like why don't you like arena but now i understand what you mean people will just sit there and not do anything to hope that you leave the game so they can get the win and then you waste fucking 
five minutes of your life waiting because you don't want to lose. So, yeah, no, I get it. Arena's becoming more of an annoyance than a more of a play of, or a more of enjoyable play for me. It's such a love-hate relationship with that app. Uh, it's it's currently deleted from the phones, but I'm sure sometime in the next few weeks it'll creep back in for two days and then be re-deleted. Well, yeah, especially now a that the, uh, the um the Lord of the Rings set is out on there. I made an Aragon deck, one of those all four the four color ones, and uh, where you like scry one or you scry two if it's blue, deal three damage to target opponent if it's uh, red. Then you do, you give your creature four plus four whenever you cast a green. And then a white, you get a one one white creature uh, soldier token. Uh, Dude, that thing's fucking insane, I, bro. Yeah, that's a pretty good fucking deck. I'm actually, my, my, not because of that, but a bit similarly inspired. I want to make a Zero the Enchanter deck. Okay. But we'll see. We'll see. You know how it goes. Just I want to start playing with a bit more color fuckery than I do typically. What typically, what colors do you normally play with? Rakdos. Okay, <laughs> fair. I draft Rakdos. I, I, if I can, I build uh, I, my constructed decks of Rakdos. Uh, like That's like I've said, right? Yeah, I, I do have, um, uh, well, Zergo's Jun, but it's based mostly Rakdos. The, the the white color splash in there is minimal. Right. Um, it's yeah. The, those are my colors. I just like the going out and the swing aggro decks. I don't want to. My turns with that Rakdos deck take like five minutes, at the, at, and that's a long turn for me. You know what I mean? Like that's like that's like me taking my sweet time to get shit done. Most of that five minutes is probably waiting on responses. Right, right. I do some damage that gives me free creatures. I drop the free creatures. Can I give them haste? No. Well, these ones swing out. That's my turn. You know, like yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's another thing about commander. Haste is like the best thing in the world for fucking commander. It's cool. I have I run anger, so like um, oh okay for if sure. Ang if anger's in the graveyard, I appreciate that. Hey, so if anger's ever in my starting hand, my starting hand comes or my start my first turn comes. I draw a card. I say pass turn, and then I just drop anger. I discard anger, and then I go cool. Let's keep going. <laughs> well, before we uh, end this, because it, I mean, well. I mean, it's been about 45 minutes now already, which is crazy to think about. It went by really quick. Let's talk about the D&D &D game that we're going to put together. Here. Okay, so what I'm planning is, so basically, if you read on the uh, Dick Token's blog, there's the beginning, the Chronicles of Dictopia, the Dickening, um intro story of how everything became dicks in the world like it didn't all used to be dicks it was just normal people like you and i moving about their fantasy lives in a world of dragons and, and whatnot right something unfortunate happened and now everything is all dicks right and so the idea for the campaign is <laughs> we will go in well i'll dm but the group, the, the play group, the group will go in and try to right the wrong. 
<laughs> and then make everything not dick skin. Now they could choose not to, but it's up to the play group to see what happens when they get there. So essentially like, speaking well, here, are our characters dicks or are we not dicks? So to pr- I'll give you like the preface. So basically you've been in another plane doing things and you weren't there when the dickening occurred. So you've come back to the world as normal humans, expected to find your home, and now all of a sudden, a dick squirrel runs by, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you get back to the village, and now just a bunch of dicks are walking around, and you're like, what the fuck? And you've got to get to the bottom of it. Right, right. And this is open to anybody that would like to possibly join up on this, you know, um... Anybody that is interested that's hearing this episode, uh, message me or Dick Tokens here on Instagram and uh, let us know. And hopefully the, we can get this started soon. The ideal playgroup size would be four or five and try to play probably twice a month. Yeah, that would be easy. That would make okay. my life easy, actually. It might make my life so easy. Yeah, four, four to five players uh, and try to play twice a month. And then the, what I'll do, that'll give me time to transcribe the the uh, the sessions. Obviously, we'll stream, the, we'll stream those as well later, but transcribe the sessions into the blog as well. Right, right. No, heck yeah, dude. That sounds like a lot of fun. That looks like... That, and then looks like it the, the bonus for whoever the players are is... Whatever you choose to do, whether you choose to right the wrong or maybe you go to the dark side or the dick side, if you will. Um, <laughs> however it works out, you, your characters, triumphant, whichever characters are triumphant, and survive it. Because you could die. I'm one of those DMs, like, you could fucking die. Like, you know what I mean? That's just how my games work. Right. Um, you, if you do complete it and win you will be immortalized as dick tokens. Oh. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, now it just got spicy. So what I'll need is I'll need you to pick some sort of like, okay, my character's a knight or a paladin or a rogue or when that is the token we'll make or something that can be, it doesn't have to be an MTG token. It could be something you can use in any fantasy game. You could be a drag, you know, whatever. Right. Well, I'll find the right um, character level for us to start out at that's appropriate for most tokens to be an option. Well, I want to be a penguin yeah. paladin. That's what I've decided. That, that can happen. That's what I want to be. Because <laughs> penguins are my favorite animal. And I'm going to kick some fun. dick dick with some fucking penguin waddled feet. Heck yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how wide I look with this on this camera, but I'm really not. I just noticed that. Holy shit. Right. I mean I'm like I said before my dad's like so I, I lucked out on the on the pigment. Yeah, no. I we're like all white in my family. I don't know how we got on this top like me, but I I'm like we're like all white, but then like for some reason I'm super tan. And it's just ridiculous how, like, white I look on this camera, dude. I like neon. 
And when I was living in Minnesota for six years, I didn't go outside a lot. I got pretty white. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck is there to do in Minnesota other than drink and go to the Mall of America? Ayo. That, that place is real, man. You yeah, no, my one of my favorite rappers is from Minnesota. Who's that? Prof. P O R F. Prof. If you want to, you want to hear something funny? Yeah. I used to work in uh, the West Bank of Minneapolis, and there's a bar there called the Nomad World Pub. And he, before he got like famous or even started Stop House, he used to do his drunk shows there. And so I was the doorman for uh, Prof's early shows before he started and his name's jake i used to give him like rides home after the shows and he was too drunk no way yeah way man i have like every prof song uh downloaded on my on my shit i love prof prof yeah prof's one of my favorite fucking artists of all time i've met him a my, few times just like after he, shows and he's super cool dude he's mad chill um my uh my Old army buddy actually went to high school with him. Yeah, yeah. But the reason I was in Minneapolis. Really? God damn! What the fuck? Yeah. Well, shout out, small Prof, bro. It's a small world out there. Yeah, no, that is a small world. That's way cool. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've, I've, I've listened to him for years, dude. I mean, at least 10, 15 years now, or not? Maybe not fifteen. I mean, maybe even like to the point where like the first prop <laughs> show I ever the, went to. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, okay. Yeah, okay. I've been listening and since, like, uh... So, so, animal. um, do you know, if you know, what's the video where they do the Russian subtitles and it's him and this mixed girl peep show. and he's, like, trying to order the world and how to, like, do things the right way? It's Peep Show, it's Peep Show. So, in that song, they go into the Nomad World Pub and there's a letter on the wall that was left for me uh, by this these these chicks. It's, it was there on the video, but it's been lost. Really? Hey, that was the that was the bar where he takes her in uh, to the bar. That was the okay, bar. Okay. That I'll, I'll have to rewatch the video now that, that, that I don't know that I know. That's crazy, dude. That's yeah, so yeah. fucking crazy, bro. What the fuck? Yeah, my sister's gonna love to hear this, bro. She's like a huge prof fan too. Like, yeah, I've been listening yeah. to prof when uh, the first prof show I went to, there was like literally twenty people there. Yeah, yeah, it took a, it took a while for him to kind of get where he's at, but now he's got like Red Man videos and shit. Yeah, you know? dude, I, he's fucking huge now. It's uh, like he's playing at Red well, Rocks and shit. Funny, I remember. So there's a there's a show in Minneapolis. Uh, festival in the summer called Somerset. Yeah. Okay, I, I have no idea. I have, I have no idea. Is okay. it in one of the early years? Like, I want to say it was like 2009, 2010, or something like that. Atmosphere. It was obviously the bigger, used to be the bigger Minneapolis act. Right. Was on the main stage. Um, and all the acts like that were on the main stage, and Prof was relegated to the side stage. But he had such a huge following at the time that the side stage was getting more buck than the main stage. I don't remember who the act was on the main stage. But the side stage was getting so buck that the next year they had to move him to the main stage. As they should, bro. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's yeah, a good dude. dude, man. Yeah. I was listening to his podcast where he was talking about having a kid. I'm pretty sure we had like a kid like around the same exact time and shit. And just like, it's, it's, he's cool. Yeah, that's sweet, dude. But anyways, we're running out of time here, so I'm going to definitely right, 
cut you off. Thanks, man. Anytime, course, man. I'll, man. I'll, I'll, see soon, bro. I'll see you soon, dude. Happy birthday again. Have a great night. All right, peace. All right, guys, and that's going to be episode five, I've decided, because four was with the homie mall. So, yeah, that's going to be episode five. Um, I hope you enjoyed it again. And, uh, yeah, I love you all, and I hope you guys have a great time. Shout out to the listener that donated to... Dawson's artist. That's super cool. Thank you for listening.